Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash apologia. But for now, let's get to the episode, part of the Ask Apologia series, posted March 27, 2020, titled, Is It Possible to Answer Prayers? Pardon me for asking. May I ask you Somebody's asked you. asking. That is an excellent question. This is another one. I was asking you. Perhaps we're asking the wrong questions. Welcome to Apologia, and our very first Ask Apologia, where a former Christian answers your questions about atheism, the Bible, or anything you wish. And how do you submit your questions for future episodes of Ask Apologia? Well, it's as easy as leaving a comment on any of my YouTube videos, such as this one, and including the tag hashtag AskPologia. Or post a tweet on Twitter including hashtag AskPologia. I'll find it from there. Let's dive right into our first question. Christopher Conkright asks, If you were to discuss prayers, what would you say? Here's what I mean. If God is omnipresent and omnipotent, how is it possible to answer prayers? Doesn't him knowing the future prevent prayers from working? If he changes the future, how can he answer prayers? Okay, I'm going to put on my Christian hat and answer as I would have when I was an evangelical Christian. But remember that no two Christians agree on everything, and many disagree greatly on many topics, so your mileage may vary. It's easy for God's knowledge of all things past, present, and future to get confusing if you imagine that God is experiencing time in the same way we are, moving from one second to the next and really only ever living in a shifting now. Instead, it can help to think of God as a video editor, with the entire timeline from the first second to the last displayed on the screen all at once. Both your birth and the birth of your great-grandfather visible to the editor at the same time along with all the events that led from one to another. So when someone prays at some point in the timeline, that was always visible to God. No free will was circumvented, any more than me watching sports highlights constrains the free will of the players who already performed the actions. The prayer was just always there from God's perspective. So the narrative of everything that followed it always included the effect of said prayer because God is seeing the timeline all at once. Now, if you're discussing prayers with a Christian, like me in this hat, you'll want to first ask what my understanding of prayer working is. For me in this hat, prayer is about talking to my father about what's important to me and what's important to him. This is a relationship, not a cosmic Santa Claus or Amazon wish list or vending machine. God may or may not intervene on my behalf on what's important to me, in which case, see above, God always knew this prayer would happen, so there is no need for any temporal mind-changing. But this conversation only works, or doesn't work, to the extent that what's important to me ends up closer to what's important to him. Your metric of getting a yes answer isn't the same as my metric. In this hat. Okay, now Christian hat off. When immersing oneself in action or fantasy storytelling... We, the audience, are fully on board if a fictional universe has different rules than our universe, so long as the internal rules of that world are established and adhered to in the story. 
Let's think about time travel movies in particular. Terminator, Back to the Future, Star Trek, Looper, 12 Monkeys, Primer, Time Lapse, all have different rules for violating space-time, but we enjoy them to the extent they adhere to their own arbitrary rules. Enter a movie like Avengers Endgame, which lays out a set of time travel rules. The Infinity Stones create what you experience as the flow of time. Remove one of the stones, and that flow splits. Requiring the heroes to put all the time-displaced artifacts back to prevent timeline splintering, yet Captain America stays in the past obviously changing things, and yet showing up here in the main timeline. Despite behind-the-scenes explanations from the directors, the film ends up feeling internally inconsistent to some. For the record, even though I'm not a Christian, I still feel that the Christian literature universe, as it were, can be internally consistent as I had interpreted it, even though not everything is fully explained in the primary source material. Marconius asks, how do you personally reconcile the cosmological argument or the first mover issue or whatever you'd like to call it? If everything in nature has a cause, then how did everything begin? How do you solve this logical conundrum? The modern forms of the cosmological argument I hear most often begin with the premise, everything that begins to exist has a cause. The question is, did everything in nature begin to exist? Cosmology suggests that our particular instantiation of space and time began at the Big Bang. But prior to that, if indeed the word prior has any meaning outside of time, all the matter and energy of our universe was in a singularity. Now, did that singularity have a beginning? Have a cause? We have no idea. It's entirely possible that energy is eternal, or that eternal has an entirely different meaning outside of our time, but in our universe we observe that energy can't be created or destroyed. Now, in order to break an infinite regress of causes, at some point one must posit a brute fact. Something that just is, without further explanation. Some put forth a god as their brute fact. I put forth energy. As neither hypothesis can be demonstrated, Occam's razor tells me that energy is one fewer assumption, since we all agree energy exists. I'm obviously not a cosmologist or physicist. If you are... Let me know in the comments if I'm missing anything. Jennifer asks, Who would you like to collaborate with, but haven't had the chance to yet? God. Hitomi Salazar asks, In your journey from young earth creationist to atheist, did you ever find yourself clinging to a more moderate religious views as a middle ground along the way? Or was it one step journey when you turned away from young earth? My journey was many steps. After I gained too much information to hold to young earth creationism any longer, I considered positions of old earth creationism, like that of Hugh Ross, theistic evolution like Biologos, and a number of alternate Adam and Eve takes like that of Peter Enns. I didn't ever come to a place where I could personally square any of these interpretations with what I believed were the Bible's teaching. However, at the same time, I was also digging into the history of the Bible and into textual criticism and discovering that the scriptures were best explained as non-divine, man-made creations. Once I stopped believing that the Bible was the word of God, finding ways to interpret it ceased to be interesting or relevant. Eat Honey Be Happy asks, What brand or denomination of Christian were you? And what did you use to think about the other denominations, like Catholics, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, etc.'s interpretations of what God wanted? 
For example, were you taught all denominations destined for heaven, or was it only your version? I grew up as a Mennonite, but went to a Christian and Missionary Alliance Bible College and served primarily in that denomination for decades of my ministry. In general, I was open to people in other denominations being saved by Jesus and real Christians. Just incredibly wrong about a great many things. Some individuals were simply too wrong to be saved, but that was case by case. However, the three you list, Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, and Catholics, I didn't consider any of those to be real denominations of Christianity. Those were all completely separate religions, and every bit as lost as a Muslim or a devil-worshipping atheist. Alright, well that's it for today. If you respectfully disagree with any of my answers today, let's talk about it in the comment section. Or if you have other questions for me, you can leave them there as well. Hashtag AskPologia. Huge thank you to my viewer Kiri for lending a voice to your questions, and thanks for watching. Later.